in this flavor flay. Hey guys, welcome to part two of my very first episode of Socialized Dish Pit with Calvin Wood. Today I'm here with Anne Grigsby. Hi! And we're going to continue discussing The Real Housewives of New York City season 13 and then discuss a little more just generally portrayal of African Americans in reality TV. So I guess we'll start off with Roni Continued. Now everybody knows a lot about Ebony K. Williams. So I figured it would be nice to start off with her and just kind of discuss her portrayal. So what I'm remembering from the last episode was that she kind of had a job when she was on the show. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I feel like that's like part of the issue of reality TV and just like life society as a whole is that we make it a responsibility of others to educate us. We should be educating ourselves. <laughs> so true. <laughs> like why does she have to put the work in? She should be having fun. Exactly. She should be having fun like all the other girlies her reviews pretty much always called her preachy she got called preachy throughout the season especially in harlem um and especially at the black shabbat where ramona kept interrupting because it was boring boring but like you know that's kind of what it had to be so i guess that's all we have to say about ebony k williams and i love your sweater today by the way thank you so much i like your sweater um, I'm not wearing a sweater. Alright, I want to talk now about uh, one of the most important moments of The Apprentice, which obviously I don't think it's that surprising that there were awkward racial moments on there, given the host of it. Can't say I'm shocked. Season 4 of The Apprentice ended with the first black winner of the show, Randall Pinkett. So Randall Pinkett's this really cool dude. So. He was the first African-American from Rutgers to become a Rhodes Scholar. Then he was a Rhodes Scholar um, at Oxford. He then attended MIT, where he graduated with a second master's in electrical engineering, and then an M MBA from the School of Management. Then he continued at MIT and earned a PhD in media arts and science. He's clearly like very, very smart. He's got a lot of experience. He was more than qualified to win a job in the Trump organization. Side note, did you see that <laughs> the Trump organization got convicted of like 17 charges of tax fraud today? I did not see that. Yeah, that's just a fun little thing. Fortunately, wow. Randall's gone now. He only lasted about a year there. So during the finale of the show when he was crowned the winner, uh, he goes and celebrates with his family in that little moment of like eruptive applause, I guess. And in mid-celebration, Trump is interrupting him. Randall, you're hired. <laughs> Sit down for a second. I want to ask your opinion. If you were me, would you hire Rebecca also? Sure. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I firmly believe that this is the apprentice, that there is one and only one apprentice. And if we're going to hire someone tonight, it should be one. Okay. It's not the apprentice. Okay. It's the apprentice. All right. I'm going to leave it at that then. 
He got a ton of backlash after that. People called him selfish and a sore winner. Like, it's hard for me to see how this is not, like, racially, you know, Trump can't see a black person winning the show. It's also hard for me to see how it would be fair for him to have to, like, move aside for a co-winner. That seems so unfair and so racist to me. Definitely unfair for them to broadcast it like that. Like, for him to get that backlash. Yeah, I, like, it was an awkward position for him to be put in in the first place. I mean, he's not the host of the show. He doesn't get to make that decision. If Trump wants to do co-winners, he probably should have just done it. But this seems weird. Let's move on to something more exciting here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flavor of Love. My favorite show ever. Okay, so Flavor of Love. Featuring the well-loved Flavor Flav. <laughs> the one and only Flavor Flav. Basically, um, The Bachelor, but <laughs> Flavor Flav is The Bachelor. Except That's there's, my preferred Bachelor. <laughs> except there's three seasons, and at the end of the third season, he says, I'm not actually going to marry any of you. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about an essay from a book called Real Sister, Stereotypes, Respectability, and Black Women in Reality TV, written by an African-American studies professor, Latoya Jefferson James, who talks specifically about Flavor of Love. All right, so here's, here's a quote talking about Flavor Flav. She says, the producers made an intentional choice to give this particular man a dating show, specifically because he'd reliably act the fool. And then they cast, edited, and framed women of color in ways that intentionally played off deep-seated racial stereotypes. So Flavor of Love basically set Flavor Flav as a pimp who reigns over, quote, uncivilized, lower-class women, set a precedent for how black women in reality TV are portrayed. Do we want to talk specifically about Tiffany? Sure. New York. So one of the main characters of Flavor of Love, who returns for multiple seasons. And loses both seasons. <laughs> it's a runner-up twice. I don't really know how that works. Tiffany Pollard, or better known as New York. New York. None of the girls have their own names. They yeah. all have nicknames. They all one have of nicknames. them is like Apple. I, I don't know like what to make of that. It almost seems to further prove the point that they're just dehumanizing. Absolutely. It's all like a lot of the names are based on like how they look and stuff. Oh, dang it. Yeah. VH1, come on. <laughs> Flavor Flav, why did you let this happen? He was um, a puppet. He was a puppet, clearly. So Tiffany had her moments. You know, dessert was there. We didn't need dessert. You know, Flav was my dessert. I was his dessert. We just served each other up on a platter. You think I like watermelon just because I'm black? Not the portrayal <laughs> that maybe should have set the precedent for further shows. Yeah, TV. definitely not. Um, and then, like, moving back to the Real Housewives, let's look at Real Housewives of Atlanta for a sec, because in some ways I think it's really similar to Flavor of Flav in that it has a primarily black female cast. The difference is where Flavor of Love's cast is uh, lower class, quote, uncivilized women. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta are loaded. They live in these massive houses and gated neighborhoods in Atlanta, but they're just as uncouth. 
it basically sets forth this idea that no matter how much money or influence or big size of house you give black women, no matter what, they still can't behave, I guess, which, you know, is not really the representation you want in TV. I mean, um, know what type of people are watching these shows. Like, they're going to take this as like, yeah. well, have you seen <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's the same women that called Real Housewives of New York City boring because they had to see a black woman confront racism constantly are the ones that are basing their understanding of black women because, you know, these are like wine moms that don't know any people of color. They're basing their understanding of these people off of Tiffany Pollard and Nene yeah. Leakes. You know, that's unfair to people that aren't reality show characters. Let's talk Dance Moms. Dance Moms, hit television show. <laughs> Alright, so Dance Moms is a surprising one given how Caucasian the show is, but it's similar to New York City in that once you add one person of color that has to confront the rest of the show, it suddenly gets very, very awkward. So we have a uh, 10-year-old Nia and Dance Moms, who's one of the children dancers. And I don't know, let's just talk about a couple of the dances that she has to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. So starting off, we have the dance to the song Call Me La Quifa. By Shandala. So Nia's mom comes in one day for practice, and Abby Lee Miller herself says, I want her in an afro. Do you have one? Nia's mom is just like, oh, yeah, let me, let me check my prayer. Do I have any afros in here? She doesn't have any afros in there. None. No afros. She doesn't carry them in her purse every day. Yeah, that's um, just, just that day. Probably just forgot it. Whoopsie. What she realized is the dance had all of the, the young dancers in, quote, colorful, sparkly costumes. And Nia, the only black girl in, in the dance company, was adorned in leopard print. Not good. I thought that'd be so terrible to see, like, walk in on your kid. I, I would be horrified. And you know, like, when she responded to this, they called her hysterical, sensitive. You wanted your kid to have a solo. Why are you never satisfied? She got the solo. What is up with all this backlash for having to confront racism? I mean, like, it's, it's obvious stuff. Your kid is the token black kid that has to dress as an animal while everyone else gets cute, colorful dresses. Um, and she's just protecting, like, her 10-year-old. I can't imagine the kind of lasting effects that being ostracized like that as a 10-year-old would have. And growing up in that company for, like, a decade. Oh, probably. yeah. On top of just the general Every trauma day. of being a dance moms. Like, oh my gosh. There's more instances of this, because this happens to me a lot. <laughs> but this is, like, one, arguably one of the moments where maybe the company was like, okay, I'm going to do something that's maybe not that bad. Okay. They did a dance based off of Rosa Parks. And if you really want to think about it, maybe that was a weird choice for a subject to begin with because it's a little a little dancey dance. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but... <laughs> but that's also something that Abby was doing all the time. And it always that's, felt she, so She tries to make herself look good through that. It's very performative. And she decides. They usually audition, but she decides that Nia is going to play Rosa Parks because she is the only black girl in the company. I guess that's reasonable. It's yeah. a so weird place to put Nia in, but with, that is the, yeah. the best 
choice. Starts out with a weird topic, but then it's like, okay, representation. But then it gets worse again with the moms themselves because one of the moms starts going crazy. She's like, my daughter, probably Miss Jojo Siwa, <laughs> the whitest of the white, needs the Jojo. opportunity to audition for Rosa Parks. She would be perfect as Rosa She'd be Parks. Perfect. She'd be perfect. She in this fits role. the role so well. She, it's like her. She's re she's Rosa Parks reborn. It's not and, good. And what happened? Did Abby kept just the role. say like, uh, no? Abby did not let her audition from what I remember and Nia did the performance and I'm pretty sure that she did very well in the competition. Good so on her. Happy it's just to like see a complicated it. back and forth of bad and good. Yeah, I mean I guess Abby made terrible. the right decision, but it was after making the wrong decision. Yeah. You know what it's time for. Alright, we're gonna play a little game with some of our favorite characters from today. And our least favorite. <laughs> um, so, two rounds of Blink Mary Kill. Boink Mary Kill, Flavor Flav, Abby Lee Miller, Ramona Singer. I feel like it's not a question that I'm gonna kill Ramona. Probably. But then I'm also like, where's Abby? Because I also, I have to either murder her or boink her. <laughs> but then I also would have to, like, it's just bad all around. I feel like Mary Flav, he has money. <laughs> he does have money. I... Although they all have money. I mean, Ramona is a real housewife. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Flavor, like, he, he wasn't necessarily terrible. He might be, and we just He's don't just know. He's just dumb. But he was, he was just a puppet. Yeah. He wasn't, like, actively a racist, you know? Yeah, Like Ramona. And I really, I don't want to boink Abby. <laughs> I feel like killing Ramona might do the world some good. So I'm going to kill Ramona. Okay. Boink Abby at the Baskin Robbins. And I'm gonna marry Flavor Flav. Okay. What about you? I'm really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the worst of the worst. I personally think I, I have to kill Abby Lee Miller. There is that temptation. <laughs> and then between Flavor Flavor Ramona, either way, it's it's gonna be a, a, a gold digger situation. Exactly. <laughs> Would I rather be in a house with Ramona or Flavor Flav? That's a tough one. I mean, Flavor Flav, as we know, Many baby mamas. He probably wouldn't care <laughs> oh, if you got he... married and just didn't talk to him. True. I bet he boinks really well, though. <laughs> 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 so, kill Abby Lee Miller. Boink Flavor Flav. As much as I hate racists, I think marrying Ramona would be the most fun for me. <laughs> you could slip her a little bit of... Cyanide? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, powder. maybe I could fix her. <laughs> Her. I could change her. Give her it's your definitely possible. Yeah, she needs to hear my thoughts on it. Okay. Her. Round two. Boink Mary Kill, Ebony K. Williams, Tiffany Pollard, or Randall Pinkett. Okay. This is a little hard because I don't want to kill any of them. Yeah, I, I really love all of them. And I have to boink one of them. This is so difficult. Randall, as we know, 
very successful. Very successful. I thought about that as another um, gold digger situation, but exactly. then I remembered Ebony. Ebony. Ebony is also very successful. And she's just kind of cool. She's just a, a girl boss okay. in every way. So I feel like I'm going to marry Ebony, get to keep her in my life. Of I course. can still boink. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be a, so now a, I just a have boinkful to marriage. <laughs> now I just have to choose which one I'm boinking. Uh-huh. Which is a little hard because Randall, yes, successful. Do I don't want to kill him? But Tiffany, a little bit beautiful. Yeah. And I don't want to kill Randall. Yeah. I mean, I, Randall doesn't deserve <laughs> I I might have to kill Tiffany. Really? But I don't want to do that. Okay, so... So I'm boinking Randall. <laughs> so boink Randall, kill Tiffany, marry Ebony. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely marrying Ebony. For sure. Because I love her. She's my favorite. She's very, very controversial opinion here. Ebony is probably top five favorite housewives. I think I'm going to have to boink Tiffany. I'm in my I'm street not. era. Want <laughs> oh, that, that 10%. <laughs> that 10%. My 10% is coming through. And then um, Randall Pinkett. Um, unfortunately, there's just no place on my roster for Randall Pinkett. I might agree with you. <laughs> Tiffany seems like a freak in the boink. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is getting weird. Final answer, boink Tiffany, marry Ebony, kill Randall. And I'm changing my answer to that. So, so we're in agreement. We're in awesome. agreement. Well, I guess that's the end of this part two of um, Socialized Dish Pit with Calvin Wood. Thank you so much to Anne for joining me today. I was so glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And then thanks to our live audience. Woo! Thank you guys for joining us for this. Um, remember to subscribe so you can get all new episodes. That's Socialized Dish Pit with Calvin Wood.